The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. It is Ramondre Stevenson season, and there is a waiver wire running back who is a plugged-in RB2 for Week 6. Our top 24 running backs and more coming up right now. TFA fam, appreciate you rocking with us. Let's jump right into it. Start things off with our RB1s for Week 6. We have them as follows. Saquon Barkley leading it off at RB1, followed by Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, Ramondre Stevenson at RB9, Brees Hall, Joe Mixon, and Aaron Jones at RB12. Before we dive into the RB2s, which is normally where we start the show, Kev, I know that there are two running backs inside the top 12 who might be a surprise for some people or at least are making their first appearance in the top 12 so why don't you go ahead and kick us off with those two running backs yeah first off it's Ramondre Stevenson we both have him as a top 10 running back this week and good for for good reason Damian Harris right now is going to be out for multiple weeks with an injury so I mean this really opens the door for Ramondre Stevenson season this was the one of the reasons why we wanted to uh, draft him over the offseason why he was uh, such a hot commodity you know, and now, you know, he is going to pay dividends because, uh, you know, the door is open for him to be the lead back. Yes, they have a couple other running backs. I could see somebody like somebody like maybe Pierre Strong mixing in. But Ramondre Stevenson on the season uh, has already, you know, been a pretty solid uh, contributor anyway with 13.6 carries per game, you know, which is a 55.6% opportunities with 3.2 targets, almost a 12% target share in this offense. He has almost uh, over 400 total yards. One touchdown. He's averaged 12.7 fantasy points per game. He's also ninth in missed tackles force, third in yards after contact per attempt, and he gets a great matchup this week right out the gate as the lead back. Cle- uh, gets Cleveland. Cleveland allows the third most fantasy points to running backs. They've also allowed the fourth most rushing yards and the second most rushing touchdowns on the season. So this is a great matchup for Ramondre Stevenson. So, you know, you are starting him with absolute confidence. And then the other one is Brees Hall. Uh, you know, we, we continue to talk about, you know, that it was going to take him a little bit of time for him to overtake this backfield, and that he definitely has. Not that he hasn't been a useful fantasy option because he scored double-digit fantasy points every week of the season, but over the last two weeks, we have really seen him take over this backfield with 17 and 18 carries each of the last two weeks. He did not see as many targets as he's seen in other games. Only two targets last week, only ran nine routes. But he had 197 total yards and a touchdown. Should have been two touchdowns. He was tackled like the goal line. Um, and then I think Michael Carter sniped one away from him. So that was frustrating. But overall, still a monster day. Finishes the RB4 on the week. And uh, right now on the season, he's averaging 11.2 carries per game, 55% of the opportunity, six targets per game, 13 red zone touches with one goal line carry, 275 rushing yards with 213 receiving yards and three touchdowns. He is 10th in fantasy points per game. He's also third in yards per outrun, sixth in yards created per touch, second in breakaway run rate, and 13th in routes run. He's been a baller so far to start this season. So if you've been patient with him, Brees Hall season is now 
you know, I, I think he is going to be a borderline RB one every single week as long as he continues to get this kind of an opportunity. Yeah, we kind of talked about the the target share to the running backs with Zach Wilson coming back in. That's kind of been the the downfall or the the part where Zach Wilson has differed from all these other Jets quarterbacks. But if he's going to get this type of run, they're going to turn to more of a you know a, a run heavy type of team. He's definitely going to be on that RB one RB two fringe and. Speaking of RB2s, let's go ahead and dive into our RB2 rankings for the week. Kicking things off is Jeff Wilson at 13, followed by Miles Sanders, Ken Walker the third, Melvin Gordon the third, Raheem Mostert, J.K. Dobbins, David Montgomery, Clyde Edwards-Elaire, Najee Harris at 21, How the Mighty Have Fallen, Eno Benjamin, Kareem Hunt, and Devin Singletary rounding things out for us at RB20. Four. I'll go ahead and dive into to, to my guy first, someone we led the show off with when I was referring to the waiver wire running back who is a plugged in RB2, and that is Eno Benjamin. And this one is all about opportunity. We have James Conner, Daryl Williams, and Jonathan Ward who all left last week with injuries, and the Cardinals just went out and signed Corey Clement and Tyson Williams, which does not signal great things for the health of this backfield. Even better is the fact that the Cards get Seattle in Week 6. They are 24th in rush DVOA, and, and they've allowed the sixth most point PPR points per game to running backs. This game total has also been bet up four points since it opened as well, going from 47 to 51. So should be a fun matchup to watch. You know Benjamin performed well in the opportunity he got last week whenever he was turned to as the main back as well. And we, we've seen some flashes from him throughout the season too. So really, really like, you know, Benjamin, if you picked him up as your, your, your number one waiver wire ad, he is definitely the, uh, the, the guy to just plug in here and ride with in week six. Next up for me, uh, I have Jeff Wilson uh, here going against Atlanta. Atlanta has not been very good so far to start this year uh, on the defensive side of the ball, which is not surprising. Atlanta allows the 14th most fantasy points uh, to running backs, and they are also 27th in rush DVOA on the year. 15 carries per game with a 72% opportunity share. He has 14 red zone touches, four goal line carries, uh, 12.5 PPR points per game, which is 23rd among all running backs. He's also 14th in yards per route run, 29th in evaded tackles, and 32nd yards after contact per attempt. So really great matchup this week for Jeff Wilson. Uh, so he is a borderline RB1 for me this week because of the usage that he's going to see. Yes, Tevin Coleman will mix in a little bit, but this is still Jeff Wilson's backfield for right now until Elijah Mitchell returns, and then it's just going to be a mess when that happens. But let's move forward and let's talk about Ken Walker. Uh, you know, with Rashad Penny now done for the year, hate to see it, that man – it just cannot stay healthy. And Ken Walker, for everybody that, that's kind of stashed him, you know, and surprisingly enough, he was available in a lot of leagues too uh, so far. But anyways, right now, I mean, some of the numbers are a little bit misleading just because of, you know, his, his very limited usage, 5.8 carries per game, through a 33% opportunity share, seven uh, average about seven PPR points per game. But in the limited opportunities he had last week, he looked really explosive. Second in yards created for touch. On the season, he's also 10th in breakaway run rate on the year as well. Really, it's the thing is, there's just nobody else really there. Yeah, they have DJ Dallas there and, you know, other guys like that. But there's nobody that's going to really steal opportunities. The one thing that I would be interested to see, is he going to get pass catching work? He never really got pass catching work at Michigan State. And, you know, that's not something that they really did a lot with uh, Rashad Penny either. This offense is going to continue to be this explosive. Uh, I had to wipe my eyes away. You know, when you're like, you're not sure if you saw something right. 
when I saw that Geno Smith is a top five fantasy quarterback right now. And it's not like it's week two. You know, we are heading into week six and Geno Smith, top five fantasy quarterback. So they are top 10 and, and points scored. I mean, this offense has been very good to so far to start the year. All that being said, Ken Walker is a strong RB2 this week. Let's go ahead and wrap things up with some guys who are outside of our top 24 running backs so you can plug in as a, as a flex level play or an RB2 if you're suffering from some of the bye weeks and some of the injuries and some of the uh, underperformances at the position so far. Uh, I'll jump in real quick. I'm going to lead off with Travis Etienne. We saw him kind of take over the backfield last week for the first time, like really having like a stranglehold on that backfield. In week four, he barely edged out James Robinson. But last week against the Texans, Etienne played 53% of the snaps to J-Rob's 40%. He had 15 opportunities, which he turned into 114 yards where Robinson had 12 opportunities and 39 in total 39 yards on those 12 opportunities. And the interesting thing to note here going up against the Colts, the Colts have given up the second most receiving yards to running backs as well, despite being one of the stronger, just overall you know, uh, running defenses. So I think we could be in line for another Travis Etienne type of game. And then you mentioned this name in kind of in passing. And I just want to mention it really quick. Uh, with the New England Patriots, Pierre Strong. Now, this is a deep league only kind of play. I don't think that there's any reason to be looking at him and, you know, 10 team or maybe even 12 team leagues, to be quite honest, at least in terms of trying to pick him up and play him or stash him just yet. But you mentioned there's really nobody else in that Patriots backfield. You know, Damien Harris injured Ty Montgomery on IR. We know the Pats are going to use multiple backs, uh, so I think Pierre Strong will get some touches. Uh, but, you know, look, looking at the rookie out of South Dakota State, he had a strong production profile, ran a sub-4-4, just under 210 pounds at uh, last year's combine. So if you're really hurting and in a deep league, that's a name you can look at, and I also think it's a name just to monitor next week as well or if you happen to have just a you know an empty bench spot or a, a, a bench spot where you're kind of just churning the whole time maybe you add him ahead of time in case he does have that big game and then you'll have him but definitely a name to monitor in this backfield it would be so new england patriots for like him to split that touches too. this week with Ramondre stevenson right like i love pure strong we all liked pure strong a lot coming out um you know but you know we'll see i mean i i think he could be somebody that actually sees probably like maybe eight to 10 touches in this game. Like I, it really wouldn't surprise me one bit. So the guy I want to talk about, and I feel super gross doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway, because you know, that's what I like to do. I hate myself. And uh, I'm going to talk about Cam Akers and you know, this week. Uh, yeah. Yep. It, it's been very brutal. He's averaged 4.6 fantasy points per game this year. It's been great for people that own Cam Akers, but this is the matchup. If they're going to get things right, this is the matchup, especially with their running game is going to be the matchup that they get it fixed with. Because the, the Carolina Panthers are in disarray. They just fired their head coach. Also fired their defensive coordinator as well. So he is gone. And uh, the, the Panthers so far on the year have allowed the sixth most fantasy points to running backs. They just allowed over 200 uh, rushing yards last week to both Jeff Wilson and, and to Tevin Coleman. And so this feels like a get-right spot. And Cam Akers is the lead back here, at least in terms of you know on the ground. You know, he has, uh, you know, double-digit carries three of the last five games they've played in. If you're desperate and, and you have, like, Josh Jacobs or, 
uh, you know, Damian Pierce and one of those guys are on by this week and you really need uh, you know, somebody to plug in here and you're desperate. This is the week I would consider starting Cam Akers in the flex. But uh, again, it's thin, I know, but it is a great matchup against Carolina defense that has really struggled to stop the run this year. So if they can get right, this could be the spot they do so against Carolina. So Cam Akers, flex play. Hit yourself with me. So <laughs> that's all I got. Just all about the self-loathing and self-hatred here at the TFA show. We appreciate you guys rocking with us. Please hit us with a sub and a like. Any questions you have, drop a comment below, or you can join our Discord. Absolutely free. We're always talking redraft, dynasty, Devi, DFS, props, bets. You name it, we're talking about it over on the Discord. So thank you guys for joining, and we will talk to you soon.